It's important to flip the mic down. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like you're executing an important like airstrike or something. What's it? What's it? What's it feel like every time you flip it down? Uh, it does feel like that, but I also feel like when I flip it up, it's that scene from Star Wars when it's like, "Use the Force, turn your c- targeting computer off." And flip the mic up. And then the audio becomes really bad, and you can't. And then I just focus and 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 make the shot with my Force powers. You're listening to. Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. Uh, this is episode 40 of our show, um, which is a, a large number. Uh, well, it's also like a third crisis. one we've recorded in the last week, but the listeners don't necessarily need to know that. <laughs> we have been we have been <laughs> going on them um, a lot recently, but that's okay. Long. Did you ever imagine when we made that podcast in my dining room years and years ago goofing around would reach 40 episodes no i think our friendship would make it this long <laughs> i didn't think my fr- our friendship would make it past the fourth grade to be honest with you well that's but, fair um here we are <laughs> over a decade later we made it we did it uh yeah that was pretty dumb i had to think if that was over a decade it's definitely over a decade oh since yeah fourth grade, fourth grade that's, i don't want to do the math it's been a while um weird though um, I think that was fourth grade, right? We like it was it was either fourth or fifth. It was like right after Scouts started. True, true. Or or when we, although you were in my uh, Cub Scout pack too, right? Were we in the same Cub Scout pack? Yeah, we're in Cub Scouts together. Yeah. So why didn't we start hanging out till after? I feel like it was fourth grade. I I I made a social burst in fourth grade. I feel like third grade just wasn't my year, and then fourth grade and fifth grade. Uh, started to actually realize it was nice to talk to human beings. I don't know. My first distinct memory of us like being friends instead of just being like scout buddies is do you remember at our middle school, the playground used to be there was like the big section with all the slides and stuff and then there was the smaller section that just had like exercise things like the pedals yes. you could turn and monkey bars. I was on that section for some reason and you just came up and started talking to me and we just like were friends after that point because we already knew each other through scouts and stuff and Wow. That's like my first distinct memory of us being friends. That's wild. I don't know why I have that image, but that's just one I, I have. Wow, that's remarkable. Uh, the only memories I have of that playground is uh, uh, chasing this girl around the playground. Uh, I'll say her first initial is A. I know exactly who you're talking about. And you know about. exactly who I'm wow. talking about. And that's all we need to say. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the only. Uh, I've got a few memories retained from that high school or that middle school playground, but uh, for some reason that's the one that sparks right now. I think my first memory of hanging out with you, or like distinctly of you, in at that time was the 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 tables in the cafeteria were these square tables. Yes. Right, and and there was. The cafeteria was like partitioned. Yeah, and like which fourth was weird. grade would sit on one side of the partition, and fifth grade would sit on the other side right. of the partition. But there was two lunch lines, like like, yeah, and you could go to either lunch line. I think I don't know. That ben, was weird. A very long time. And we would sit at the corner table on the front right. Uh huh. Right by the windows. Yep. Right by the windows, and right by like the pathway to get in and out, and like where the, where all the movement was was up there, and I remember sitting at your table. I, that's like and there's a few other folks sitting at the table too but like that 
That's when I was like, oh, wow, I can sit with these people. They're my friend now. That's what that means. You sit at their lunch table. They're your friend. That's what it means. That table it. was, was hallowed ground. Each person had, like, an assigned seat. Yeah. And then at, when, when we started dating, I remember, like, each person was allowed, like, a plus one to the table. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like, you could bring your girlfriend, but you had to, like, yeah, get but, permission. Yeah, but then it got, group. like, too crowded, and there wasn't enough room. Because you can only have eight people at a table. You can only have eight people at a table, and there was, like, Damn COVID restrictions or something. Yeah. Uh... That was weird. So then we had, like, this little auxiliary, auxiliary table. We, like, commandeered the table next to us. We just took over shit like that. But the table was weird because the tables had the, the seats built into them, didn't it? No, I think there were, it was those, like, weird metal chairs, weren't they? They have the, – the, they put new tables in since we left. I know they have built-in chairs. Yeah. Oh, but I think they were separate chairs back to when just, we went. To just nab one of those tables. Someday. <laughs> I want to find whatever dumpster those are in. They were weird, right? Because they folded. They, like, folded into, like, in half, and they were on wheels. Do I remember that correctly? Yeah, they're on wheels, but I'm pretty sure the benches were, were built into them. It's I, They could be. I don't remember. I just remember the table, the, like, weird white laminate. Yeah. Like, with, with sort of a rubbery, like, black Seal sand around it. Around the outside. Do you remember, have you been into, you probably have more recently than I have, but have you been into our elementary school? Yeah. Where we went to f- first to second grade? Like before they added first, the big addition grade? to it? Yes, you've been in there since they made the addition? I have. Did they redo the cafeteria? It's not a cafeteria anymore. What? Well, yes, they did. Yeah, I forgot. I had to relocate it in my mind. They did. It's it's much nicer now. Because I remember those tables. It was in like... They folded up. They folded up. They were like weird colors wooden. and they folded up. They were like orange yeah. and red. Those were weird, man. Yeah, I, they definitely. There's a new cafeteria, and I, they've either redone or added on to the old one, with that new cafeteria. There's no way those tables are safe. No. Oh god. I can it. just imagine one like coming unlatched and just like squishing a kid. Well, they've they've got, they've done new bleachers now at like the high school too. That was a big stink on the the Facebook group where all the old people were like, well, those wooden bleachers, uh, people fell from them and got hurt and had huge the injuries. Wooden bleachers. Oh, the outside bleachers. No, in the gym. Like those wooden ones you had to pull out. Oh yeah, those are so cool. They're plastic now. Like they're plastic and they push a button so you're not like getting your fingers stuck in between these giant metal step or wooden steps and you're not risking like falling and stuff. And boomers on Facebook threw a hissy fit about it. But but man, those wooden bleachers, when you'd hit like a a shuttlecock up during um, badminton, you had to climb them to get to the the birdie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Those were the days. They were crazy. Uh, I miss badminton. That was the best. Our school was Everyone got into so badminton. into it. I didn't like gym class, but badminton was like my favorite unit. Did uh did you ever do the badminton tournament? No, I thought about it, but I I was like just not confident in myself enough to do it or I was just too unconfident to do it. So here's a crazy story. <laughs> um the college I went to, there was a person that went to our high school that went to the college I went to. Oh, is this my friend's sister? Um, yes. Okay. Yep. yep. I think that's ambiguous enough. Um, and uh, she went there a couple years before I did. I think we overlapped my freshman and her senior year. But anyways, I was at the um, – we have this, like, free bin, this, like, uh, you know, people swap clothes and, and, you know, you can put stuff that, that you don't want there anymore and you can go up and, and take things and, you know, it's a very – 
communistic way of uh, redistributing wealth. But anyways, uh, gotta love Vermont. And I saw a badminton tournament T-shirt. No way. From <laughs> from our high school in there, I was like, oh my god. This is crazy. You can't escape. Um, <laughs> so I snagged it, and now I've got two of them. Did I ever tell you the story of, of a, a conversation I had after my first ever show in college with a stranger? No, go ahead. So I was really excited to go to college. I'm sure for, you know, one of the reasons you were excited to is sort of get away from, you know, the tiny hometown we grew up in where everyone knew everything about everyone. Of course, you went to another smaller place. <laughs> but it was a fresh start, at least. And I was excited for the fresh start, too, where I could, like, just be Ethan and my first show, was, it was Spring Awakening, which is this weird German rock musical about, like, child sexuality. It's a weird show. The music's really good, though. So, you know, and it's about more than that. But anyway, so I fin- this was my first ever show, my first ever opening night at college. And none of my friends had come that night because they were all coming the next night. And I was a little bummed out, like, ah, uh, you know, no one here to greet me, but it was fine. And then this, I think he was uh, a sophomore or junior, I think he was a sophomore, comes running up to me and goes, are you Ethan last name? I said, yes. I said, does your mom teach kindergarten in place where we live? I said, yeah. Oh, my God. I guess my mom had taught his cousin or something, and, and the name was familiar. But I, come on. Can't escape. That's a weird uh, coincidence. Stop me in my tracks when he said, like, when he asked about my mom. Yeah, you think that that's like a start to a joke or something. But it was just he knew my life. Wow. I ran into one of the... Um, the father and son of a teacher from that elementary school as well that I had for something I forget it. I'm not gonna say their name, but I I forget what they taught and I I forget their name anyways. And I ran into them at camp. the 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 father and son of the wife. The wife taught at the school, and um, hadn't thought about this since elementary school. And um, but this was only a couple of years ago. And I'm kind of talking about where I'm from, and, and, you know, you always start with the, like, oh, I'm from western New York, and then, like, narrow it down, and then, like, it gets more and more narrow, and you're like, yeah, no, that's the same elementary school, <laughs> like, that's it, um, and then that particular school has a song. <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot about the song. And then they started the song. The song just came back in my head. The, the, the father started the song, and you could just tell that the, the son, who was, you know, grown now he's like probably 14 or 15 was just like no dad stop <laughs> and then i was like oh my god that's the song and i started singing the song <laughs> and then we're both singing this song from elementary school and the son is just like totally embarrassed and just like oh god let's stop i hear this every day what it a was, weird was... concept to have just like this elementary school song where you just say the name of the school and be like you're my friend I'm always thinking of you. School Elementary school. <laughs> it's I'll not tell like the it's a, I love you. <laughs> it's not like it's a uh, it's a high school where you got sports teams. Like like you're cheering on your sports team. Just a bunch like of a like rally song. Six year olds yeah. singing really earnestly about this place that they've spent two years in. <laughs> yeah. But uh no, that's funny. Well how did we get on the topic of, of school and playgrounds? Well, we were oh, just reminiscing on our friendship. Right. That was a fun trip down memory road. I'm trying to think if there's any other fun memories. We might save the, some more memories for a future episode. Episode 100 or something. We're almost halfway there. Almost halfway. Uh, yeah. So the genesis oh, of, of this episode specifically, you sent me a text a couple <laughs> nights ago, and I'd like to read the text. <laughs> I love the episodes that start with me texting you. <laughs> there's been a couple of them. So I, I was... 
this was Sunday night, uh, the night before I was going back to work. So I, what was I doing? I was listening to podcasts, eating dinner, just sort of like having a nice quiet night. My phone lights up. Text from Isaac. <laughs> Out of the blue. Like there's no <laughs> context to this. We had not discuss this at any point during the day. But he says, I think the Little Caesars app changed my life. This is crazy. <laughs> uh, and I mentioned how I, it's a pretty good app. Uh, and then Isaac says, pizza with left beef killed me for a whole week. And then, you're telling me I can order a pizza for days from now? So Isaac, I, 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 I want to know sort of the story behind these texts. Uh, what prompted this? Because I, I still don't know. All I know is you're messing around with the Little Caesars app. How did this come to be? Um, well, as all great stories, I was hungry, uh, <laughs> and thinking, like, there's a Little Caesars not too far away, it's actually right next to the laundromat that I do my laundry at, Perfect. and, um, I see this Little Caesars, sometimes I get Little Caesars while I'm doing my laundry, sometimes I don't, depends on the time of day and stuff, but I was like, you know, I'm feeling kind of lazy tonight, I got back home late from a ski, tr- like, ski adventure day, and I was like, you know, I- I'm in the hankering for some Little Caesars, let's make it happen. But a problem I've ran into early, or like before, is that you you always go for the hot and ready, right? You just show up and pay five dollars, and there's a pizza in your hand. Not me, but I have the app. Well, but but I ran into the problem of I show up and there's no hot and readies ready. Unacceptable. <laughs> and I'm like, can I have a pizza? And they're like, no, we've got no hot and ready. Do you have an order? I'm like, no. All right, I guess I'll go home and and make Ordered something. Pizza. Oh, okay. Um. Because that's the thing. You want it, like, now, you know? Right. Anyways, and I was thinking, all right, I guess I could order a pizza like like a normal human being <laughs> instead of showing up and demanding that they have pizza ready for me. Uh, and, and like, a, a like a good millennial, I hate talking on the phone um, and being awkward and, and yeah. Uh, so, like, they have an app. Like, I know they have an app. I see, like download our app at Little Caesars, like, whatever, on their on their thing. Like, let's investigate what that does. Because I'm sure I can order on the app without talking to a human being. Like, that's definitely a thing that that somebody has invented. So I fall down this rabbit hole of the app and exploring it and, like, like putting in my information and then, like, whoa, all the different options and the pizza creator and, like, oh, it was crazy. And, uh... Yeah, and then I was like, whoa, that was super easy. And then it texts you when your pizza's done, and you can just show up and grab it. And you go into the little booth thing, the little, like, pizza tower. I'm so into the pizza portal. I would love <laughs> to discuss pizza the portal. pizza portal. So for those who are uninitiated into the Little Caesars <laughs> lore, uh, the pizza portal is this stack of, like, warmer ovens. They're just, like, they're kind of just big toasters, essentially. Um, and when your pizza's ready, they slot your pizza into one of these like little oven slots and they're like a pe- maybe two pizza boxes wide and you go in and there's this little keypad with your name on it and a bunch of names and it tells you which oven your your pizza is in and you've got you've been texted a three digit code and <laughs> only you have this code and you enter in that three digit code and the door like like revealing a treasure the door opens and you can get your pizza there's no human contact necessary. They've been doing it for years, like even before the pandemic. I found a YouTube video introducing it from like four years ago. So they were like, they were down with this no contact pizza pickup. Like they were already ready. It's incredible. It's the greatest thing in the world. Do you think that security? Do you think that security code only came in after having a an honor system, like? 
Do you think do you think the pizza the the pizza portal didn't always have the security code, and they ran into trouble with people nabbing pizzas out of it? I'm or sure. like nabbing the wrong pizza out of the wrong thing. I've definitely done that with like coffees before. Where yeah. Like someone will order a coffee and I'll think it's mine and I'll take it and then I'm. There's a lot of people named Ethan out there. Or they'll like say the name of the drink instead of the name of the person who ordered it and I pick it up. But if there was like a coffee portal, like they put it in like a. Are revolving like a lazy Susan, but of coffee, and I could just punch in like 420, and a, po- a coffee pops out that I ordered. Like that's perfect. Well, that's why I got to give them your mug. Got to save the environment and make sure your coffee. Well, now I, I say now I do that. I haven't gone to a coffee shop in a very long time. That is the plan when I go back to coffee shops, and they will take my mug. They don't. They don't do that now during COVID. They won't take your mug. Oh bummer. Because of COVID. Well, but yeah, I'm sure that was an issue. People coming in and be like, oh, this is pizza for Mark. I'm like, no, sir, that's that's Mark with a C. <laughs> Give me your code. <laughs> Give me the secret pizza code. And you can either do a code or there's like a, a QR code where you walk up and you just like flash your phone. And it's like ID accepted. Do, do, do. Eye scan. Do. And then your pizza pops out. I wish wow. it like would push your box out a little bit. <laughs> little mechanical arm would say, here, sir. <laughs> that would Because it really nice. is incredible. You don't have to have a conversation with anybody. Yeah, you really don't. And, and uh, it's right there. And, uh, yeah. And, and, but the weird thing is the drinks are always in that cooler on the side, right? Mm-hmm. So I also ordered a drink with it. So then I, like, go to the cooler and take it out of the thing, and I kind of look, like, make eye contact with the guy behind the counter of, like, I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> like, And he was like, all right, have a good night, man. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> they don't care. They're just getting paid minimum wage to be there. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um no, it was bizarre. And then uh, realizing that the pizza creator that I had in my hand was the same pizza creator that no, none pizza with left beef was made from uh, was a, a connection that sparked my laughter all over. It's again. a beautiful thing. Did you go in? When you texted me that, I went. I pulled up the app, you know, as one does, like it's an iPhone game or something. I pulled up the app and tried to make none pizza with left beef. And you can do it. It's a feature that's still in there, um, <laughs> which is fascinating. That there's not like a little like clippy that pops up that doesn't pop up in the corner and it's like, hey bud, you sure you want to have a nun pizza with left beef? You sure about that? <laughs> this is America. We don't we don't need that. I know the mistake I made and I'm sticking with it. Damn it! <laughs> this is I never learn. We we get our we get our freedom of of uh, pizza topping written into the Constitution. My little Caesar's journey. I um, there's one right around the corner from my house or my apartment. But it was it's like a 20-minute walk to get there, and I don't drive, so it would be walking. And I decided that just wasn't something I was interested in doing for a pizza. Because like by the time you get back, it's cold, and like what's the point? So I would have it, or I would have it delivered. And then there's, they do it through DoorDash, so there's like exorbitant delivery fees. Sure. Um, because DoorDash charges you for like breathing while you order or something. Like a $6 service charge just for like opening the website. I'm exaggerating, but it's ridiculous. But it was like I wanted the pizza, so I did it. And then... Toward the end of December, I was scrolling through Google Maps, as one does, and I discovered what looked like a little sidewalk leading from the next little section of apartments over, uh, leading sort of behind this hospital thing, which is right, like, butts up to my lot, and then into the parking lot where the plaza where Little Caesars is. So if this, 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 if this sidewalk exists, that means my 20-minute trip Walking anywhere no longer is 20 minutes. That means it's about three minutes. So I went out, and it's true. It's your magic pizza trail. So I can get, I can order pizza, 
and then go get it and be home in less than five minutes now. That's impressive. It's incredible. And the grocery store, Aldi's also in that same parking lot. So instead of taking the long 20-minute walk with groceries like I used to do, it's like five minutes now. It's, it's incredible. Hmm. So Little Caesars has become a frequent uh, friend for me. I, not, I say frequent. I've had it like four times. But it's cheap. And the fact that I don't have to pay for delivery now means it's like even cheaper. Well, see, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is these, these Uber Eats and uh, DoorDash and whatever the other one is. Those are things that I'm very unfamiliar with. This is my just just the tip of the foray into uh, food procurement in the 21st century is downloading the Little Caesars app. But I realize that there is a whole ecosystem out there of 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 this genre. And I wonder if you have any experience with these uh, with these things. I don't have a ton, which might sound crazy. I the pizza place I got food from at college had their own delivery system. Like they just paid their own drivers to deliver. So I went through the app. Donato's. It's a place in Ohio. Uh, for it, it is excellent pizza. The crust's a little thin, for my liking. I like a sort of thicker crust, but it's pretty good pizza. But you know it was cheap delivery, and so I. You know, I think it was three bucks for delivery, which is about the most I'd be willing to pay. Plus, plus tip. You know, obviously I tip because I'm not a bad person. Uh, listeners, if you don't tip in a pandemic. Now, living in rural places, for for my college years, bouncing between Vermont and then the Adirondacks, there's no place that delivers. <laughs> and the closest store to uh, to college, I was just talking about this with a friend, where the closest store to our college campus closes at eight o'clock. If you if you need something and you don't have it by eight, you're 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 out of luck. You got. I mean, you you could drive forty five minutes to get somewhere. Was there no like late night option at all anywhere? Like if you wanted to go for drinks at like nine thirty. Uh, you got forty five minutes away. For, well, like thirty to forty five. Depend. I mean, it depends on the weather. Right? I walk to my bars pretty intensely. So you have to make your decisions about the night early on and stock up. There's no like late night beer run. It's like, all right, eight o'clock. We're set into all all the party favors we have at this point. You're allowed or, three beers for your night. Please, we've rationed <laughs> them exactly. No one else can come to this party. You're off to redo the math. Or somebody's driving 45 minutes. Uh, you know, like all counted for. It's going to be like an hour and a half round trip for like 20 minutes in the store. Like all this, like. And by that time, like, the party's probably going to be winding down or people's buzzes are wearing off. Like, you know, it's just not the vibe. Well, if the buzzes so, are wearing off, now's the time to come into the party holding that 24-pack of Bud Light. <laughs> You're the hero. Uh, as the Super Bowl ads would tell you. But, um, so, and there's no Uber Eats. There's no DoorDash. There's no uh, any of that stuff. So, uh, it's very take care of your own. Now, I went to a party... Uh, I don't know if I had talked about this on the podcast. It was around this time. It was in, was it a New Year's party? I don't know. Maybe it was a February break party. I don't know. Something like that. Um, with our friend that lives in the city of Buffalo. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay. And it was a rager. It was, it was, it was a, it was great. I mean, that's like the college type party that you're thinking of. The Jean Belushi toga thing. There, there weren't any togas, but you get the point. And what happened at around, like, 11 o'clock was all these people were pretty inebriated and hungry, and they were like, oh, my God, let me pull out my phone. 
let's order some some food uber eats like here we go and it was so easy they just like bopped in their mcdonald's order or their i think there was taco bell mcdonald's um whatever and it just like came to the house 20 minutes later and it was like whoa that's weird that you can just do that (laughs) and it was so easy and and their cards were i mean just like with this little caesar's pizza app your card's already in there and you just like do it like that's that's dangerous. That's like, you know, especially when you're inebriated, it'll rack up a pretty big yeah, bill in the morning. I don't know. A fun surprise for when you wake up. What uh, what ones have you dabbled with? Which uh, which delivery apps have you dabbled with? None of them. No. This is just the like I said, the Little Caesars one is just the the start. Uh, I can't recommend one over the other. My uh, order, my my food delivery policy is I pull up the big three: uh, Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Uh, although not usually Uber Eats because I don't, their website's weird or it doesn't work. I don't remember, but I haven't used it much. And I put in my order on all the websites. Okay. And I see which one comes out the cheapest because it, it changes for some reason. I don't know if it's like just like the time of day or, or you know, the weather or something changes the like delivery fees. Uh, but there's there's like a, a series. There's like if you order like only three items, there's a small order charge, uh, which seems like a lot. Like I'm not going to order four different things or more from like McDonald's. I'm going to order like a meal and a side. Right. Uh, there's a delivery charge, which is different from the tip. Like, that's probably in there to make you not tip the drivers in all likelihood. Hmm. Uh, there's sometimes a service fee, which I don't know what that means. Uh, just courtesy of using the website, I guess. And then there's tax. Uh, and then the tip. So it's like, if it's exorbitant, but I, I go to all the big sites and I put in my order. Whichever one comes out to the cheapest, it's usually like about a dollar or two, but that's the one I go with. And it's different every time. Hmm. And it's the same order every time. So I don't know why it's interesting like that. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's crazy to me. And I get students out on expeditions and stuff that are like, do you think they'll Uber Eats here? <laughs> and it's like, uh, no. Um, I think I shared that one story of the McDonald's uh, raid in Tupper Lake. But Yes, yes. Um, one time I did do that, though. I made that happen for another crew that was out for the week. And... Oh yeah. I came out so the um oh, I don't know if I can share that story unfortunately. Shucks. Might get me fired. Oh, yeah, <laughs> not from the fired. current job, but from the job I don't have right now. But um anyways, not fired, fired, but yeah, anyways, uh long story short, I did end up uh bringing um strawberries and blueberries out to a crew that was not my crew. It was a different. It was a different Boy Scout group that was that was guided by somebody else, um, and uh, I had to go out there and and help with something kind of serious. And I showed up and was like, "Hey, I heard this uh, kind of bad thing happened, but uh, here's some strawberries and blueberries. Here you go." <laughs> it's like, uh, "Who are you again?" All oh, right, yeah, I'm Isaac. I work for the Boy Scouts. Like, here we go. But, anyways, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. That's a long story. Conveniently enough, I had those things in my car ready to go. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, it, it just blows my mind that that's, that's a thing we can do. I don't know. The future is an amazing place. I used to – so this, this pizza place in, in where I went to college, Donato's, I – for a couple years, I lived close enough to the actual Donato's that I could walk down and grab it and walk back up the hill. And the hill was a steep enough climb that I felt like it justified me eating the pizza. 
uh, it probably didn't, but it was, you know, I had to rationalize it somehow. But my senior year, I lived on the opposite side of the hill. So it was going to be like a journey for me to go get any pizza. So I had to bite the bullet and start getting it delivered, uh, which meant uh, the nights I usually got it delivered were, and the times I usually got it delivered meant the same people were working like every time I ordered. So the delivery guy started to know me by name, uh, which was, you know, it was nice. We'd have a nice conversation. There's sort of a weird small talk I always have to do. Not anymore, because they just drop it off at my door and don't even speak to me, which is lovely. But I, like, got to know the delivery guy. Uh, and before that, when I'd pick it up in the restaurant, I would get to know the guy, the bartender, who, who would also work the cash register. And it was, it was amazing, these, these small-town bonds you would make. But now, because of COVID, and, and maybe they should have been doing it all along, but there's no contact delivery. So you can leave them a location to leave your food, for example, outside the door of my apartment. Uh, and I'll just say, like, you know, here's, here's where you leave it. Knock when it's there. Go hog wild. And a couple, you know, 20 minutes later, there's a knock on my door. I wait a couple minutes for them to leave the building so I don't, you know, breathe on them. Open the door like a Christmas present. There's my food <laughs> sitting there ready for me. It's wow. beautiful. Although, my I live on the third floor of a building. I think we mentioned that last week. Uh, and yes. putting my address is technically my apartment number. But if you put that number into a GPS, it gets all wonky because it gets confused by the floors of the building for some reason. So right. what I've been doing is I've been putting in uh, a nearby building, which always directs <laughs> to this building. Uh, I'm in huh. apartment 243, and I put down apartment 247 because that always goes to the right spot. And then in the special notes, I'm like, hey, I'm in apartment 243, uh, top floor, uh, door is unlocked to the building. You can get up to my – don't come murder me, please. I realize I'm giving specific instructions on how to find me. Please <laughs> do not come murder me. Uh, um, uh, you can get into the building. I'm on the third floor. Just leave the food there. Uh, and I feel like those are pretty specific instructions. Yeah. The people who have been delivering my food lately do not read those instructions. Because I keep getting notices that it's delivered, and every single time it's outside apartment two forty seven, down like across the parking lot. Which no, is man, fine. they're just trying to make a buck. The sooner they can turn around. Oh no, and and that's get that's the, fine. Uh... What that means is I have to go to apartment two forty seven, pick up the bag of food on their porch, and walk away with it <laughs> like a criminal. Yeah, that looks pretty sus. <laughs> and every time I do it, I like look around. Like, is there anyone in the parking lot? Like, look at the windows. Are they blacked out or not? It is, it is the most nerve-wracking thing. That case. makes you look even more sus. <laughs> but, there's, there's no right way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. DoorDash once uh, did, and I'm very proud of DoorDash for this, they texted me a picture where my food was. So I knew exactly wow, where it was. Cool. I didn't have to guess. The first time my food was outside the wrong apartment, I did have to guess. Uh, luckily, I guessed correctly, and it was just very cold because it was 12 degrees out, and I had to steal it from someone's porch. But... That's cool. They send you a picture of where it's at. Because take out the guesswork. No one should have yeah. to guess where their think nuggets are. Just go find them. <laughs> go find them. Uh, geotag the uh, the picture. I need the exact coordinates, here. please. Yeah. What? Uh, I guess this is a whole nother genre. But what about the um, the food shopping? I see it every time I go to the grocery store. Cause it's super... Like Instacart. Yeah, Instacart. I forget what the other ones are called, but you essentially get somebody to go grocery shopping for you. Has has you or your family done that? Uh, I don't think anyone in my family has. I haven't done it, partially because, like, I like to be able to browse the shops and like the shops, the shelves. When I say <laughs> shops, I sound like an Englishman. 
Cheers. The Chapez. Um, the Chapez, yes. Uh, I like to be able to browse the shelves and like pick out exactly what I want. But also, there's probably a delivery fee for that, too. Oh, for sure. I'm not going to pay like 10 bucks on top of a grocery bill just to get them well, delivered. I bet you it's more than that. Oh, I'm sure. And and certainly for, for people who are extremely at risk and people who you know who have mobility issues, it's amazing yeah. that, that they have this grocery delivery thing. I know my I had someone who I knew who had to quarantine for a while because they were exposed to COVID, and they got, just got the groceries delivered. It was great because they could keep eating and not have to like go spread COVID. Um, yeah, which is you know always a bad thing to do. Don't, don't spread COVID. Um, do you ever think every every time I see a person at the grocery store doing that, you know, either they've got like the Vistacart like shirt on or whatever, or you can just tell because they're looking at their phone. And like, okay, this is the one, finding it on the shelves and putting it in the cart. Um, I think I could do that. I think that could be a cool job to cool pick job. up for a bit. I don't know how – it probably makes minimum wage, I if think that. But. There's been, especially Instacart, there's been some controversy with them in terms of, like, them treating their employees really badly and not, like, paying them properly or something. I basically just read they were bad, and I remember the reason they were bad at the time, but it's been so long since I've just said, okay, I'm going to buy my own groceries anyway that I don't remember. But there was some controversy with them treating their workers bad. Um, for, in the yeah. same vein that like Uber and Lyft did where they like weren't classified as employees and thus weren't like qualified right they're for, contractors yeah. so you don't actually get the, the benefits and the rights and stuff yeah that's unfortunate but I don't know how uh, I feel like it's crazy that they monopolized on the thing that your parents would make you do for free I think that's so of, much like, now What's that? Like, that's so many things now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like taxis all right. Uh... Have, have just become way cheaper, but it's just people. Like, you're just getting in strangers' cars when before getting in a taxi was, like, the only safe way to get a ride. And your parents told you never get in a, never get in a stranger's car. Be very careful now. Like, Silver Buick? Sure. I'll hop in. Taxi. Hey, Mike. Doors, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Child locks on? This um, isn't sketchy. Yeah, that's true. But like, ah, go to the store and pick me up some milk. Here's 10 bucks. I'm expecting the change back. I know how much the milk is. And then you go do that and bring it back. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that people get paid for this? <laughs> I don't know. It just, but yeah, you're totally right. It's a good service to have out there. And uh, it's, uh, I think my grandparents probably do that. I think my grandparents do do that. Or they have somebody in the family shop for them or something that, that's less at risk. But um yeah, I think I could do that, but I think it would be nice to preset the uh, your choices for like most things and have those because you can do that, right? You can create your list and like save my save the list and then just send that to them each week and be like, all right, I know I have this a bunch of stuff coming to me that I know I'm gonna eat and I know is on the list anyways. Um, but what if like my like sometimes I get these weird food cravings where I just like want a specific thing, but I don't want to like tell an Instacart driver like, hey, can you pick me up a can of instant cheese and a bunch of a sleeve of Ritz crackers? Like that's <laughs> I'm not really comfortable with other people knowing that that's what I'm craving. <laughs> you got some food shame, I guess. I don't know. So like uh, you'd be risking exposing your food shame. Like I want <laughs> I want six boxes of crab macaroni and cheese and only four apples. That's all I want. But now everyone knows it. That's not a personal anecdote. That was a joke. Just for anyone worried about my my diet, that was not actually what I eat. I got They're five probably, apples. I, I don't know. They probably have no judgment. Just like the same people that go through my luggage at the airport. Right, or like and, 
no. convenience store workers who are selling the like, condoms and stuff. Like no one actually you cares. Know, it's like, all right, man, sure. I'm, I'm getting paid. I don't really care. Could not <laughs> give less of a shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> I do think about that. Yeah, of like, yeah. Oh, hold on. This might. Uh... What's happening? Hello. Oh, on audio. Hey, dude, how's it going? So he's just talking on the phone now. This was going to be a funny bit, but now it's just me talking. So I guess it is uh, indeed going to be time for Ethan's uh, poetry corner. Hey, we'll pull up a poem. Let's go to poems.org like we did last time. That was fun. Uh, poems.org. Was that it? Poetry.org. Was that it? Uh, poem.org. Sorry, I'm just literally Googling on the spot here. Uh, daily poem. We'll Google daily poem. We'll see what comes up. Poems.com. That was the one. Uh, so today's poem, I don't want to subscribe to the newsletter, uh, is, uh, yeah, okay, I think this is the same website as last time. Uh, Mother and Son as Oyakodon 4 by Michael Frazier. It reads, I wasn't there, so I must use language. On a bed as fresh as cooked rice, my mother lays alone. Doctors and nurses mill about the road, say, the room saying sciatic nerve, blood clot, unilateral paresis. They settle on undiagnosable. My mother says, don't give me no medicine. Don't y'all know how to pray? He's praying on your mother, Pastor warns. A woman who can see visions in her dreams best believe the enemy wants her called. She hadn't called it for three days. Palpitations in my chest. Something was up. The full moon is an exceteran without water. One sheep, no sheep, finally fall asleep to ASMR. Wake up to commercials asking, Doka ikita kunai. I have Google flight alerts for New York City. I have a savings and it's dying to be spent. I oil my face between my cornrows, rub the ashy from between my fingers, saying sometimes I feel like a child. Let's bracket it out. Uh, she texts, don't worry, just war. I wear worry like acne. When we FaceTime, she asks, ain't I supposed to be the sick one? Uh, so this poem was written in 2020 by Michael Frazier. Uh, Michael Frazier is a poet and educator based in central Japan. He graduated from New York University, where he was the 2017 poet commencement speaker and co-champion of, of Cupsy. Not really sure what Cupsy is, but can Google it, though. His poems appear are forthcoming in the Offing, Cream City Review, Rhino, Tokyo Poetry Journal, Visible Poetry Project, and elsewhere. He's received fellowships and residencies from Kalaloo, Cal The Watering Hole, and The Seventh Wave, and Broken Poets. His poetry has been awarded the Tinderbox's 2020 Brett Elizabeth Jenkins Poetry Prize and Pushcart Prize nominations. Now he's reading poems for the Adroit Journal and working on a poetry collection about his mother and Oyakodon. He's uber passionate about anime, poetry, and the power of Christ to change lives. Now I don't know what Oyakodon is, so let's uh, let's Google it. Oyakodon is oh it's a Japanese dish. Uh, it's chicken and egg rice bowl. Uh, Wikipedia says, uh, Oyakodon, literally parent and child donburi, is a donburi, or Japanese rice bowl dish, in which what chicken, egg, sliced scallion, and other ingredients are all simmered together in a kind of soup that is made with a soy sauce and stock and then served on top of a large bowl of rice. All right. Sorry about that, man. I, I should have told you I was waiting for that call, but... Oh, uh, you're good. I'm, uh, I'm working on going up to the Boundary Waters again.
and um, doing a trip up there. And uh, one of my buddies who was working this week, I didn't know when he was going to get off. And work is always some nights you're there till six, some nights you're there till midnight, and uh, it just depends on on a Tuesday night. So uh, didn't know when he was going to call. I thought I'd get away with it for an hour talking to you, but I guess not. Um, anyway, so we finalized some plans there and uh, getting ready to head back up to uh, Minnesota. Sweet. Well, that'll be really fun. I look yeah. forward to hearing about uh, another winter excursion. Hopefully your snowshoes survive this one. This time we will one. not be close to Canada, though. The the, the area we've got picked out is, is uh, pretty far away from Canada, and I think we're both feeling uh, a, a mellower trip this time without the chaos of snowshoes breaking and uh, some uh, falling through the ice and all this kind of stuff. So... Uh, We'll see how it goes, but um, we both have cross-country skis now, so we're both uh, ready to hit the trail and make some tread, so anyways, sweet. sorry about the interruption, but it's the way it goes. It's all good. I read a poem. It was fun. I've already closed the poem, so I couldn't tell you what it was, but it'll be in the episode, so you'll hear it when it's there. Oh, you did? You did a little interlude. Yeah, I, I found that's a nice way to pass the time when you have to go investigate creepy noises or, or take phone calls, so... <laughs> I've also, if you'll notice, I'm wearing headphones now because I realized after our first bit of recording that my microphone was not only picking up my voice, but because I did not wear headphones, was picking up your voice. We'll see how that recording turns out. Uh, it should be fine. I've done that before. Uh, but listen, huh. that's why this second half of the podcast sounds better on my end because you're not hearing Isaac in the background. Just a fun fact. Oh, that that is true. Um, I did. I, I have been hearing. Well, no, maybe it wasn't. No, you're right. You're always cleaning it up. You do a good job. I, you know, that's that's why they call me the editing. Sometimes I do miss, because I don't always edit with headphones, which is the wrong way to edit podcasts, but sometimes my headphones apparently are too loud, and my microphone can pick up your voice sometimes. Maybe I'll turn you down a little bit. Um, but sometimes, because we're not synced up, right? There's like a two-second delay because of the internet being what it is. Uh-huh. So well, sometimes, like little tail end of what you're saying will cross into what I'm saying because of the delay. And sometimes I don't quite catch that. So if you hear an echo of your voice, that's why, that's why that is a thing. Ah, I see. That makes sense. And it'll be even worse in this one, but you know, that's okay. Episode 40, still making hiccups. We've, we've put out worse. <laughs> we uh, definitely have put out worse. Sounding things, I'm sure. Uh, and at least it's easier um, to edit two separate tracks, even if one of them is both our voices, than trying to edit one track where we're talking over each other. Oh, I didn't think about the, uh, Okay, I didn't pause my recording. So, I mean, I'm sure that's easy enough to find. Yeah, I can I can cut that out as soon as you answer the phone. I mean, it'll be like... Although, a... it recorded my conversation, though. I could put that in as bonus content. Well, no, I took the headphones off. If you subscribe to our Patreon page, you can get the exclusive <laughs> phone call. Get some very <laughs> boring conversations about... Um, yeah, actually, we should be careful about that. <laughs> I will, I'll make sure to cut it. I'll, I'll... Okay. That's uh, secret your, spy stuff. Your end of the conversation will be a lot longer than mine when I drop them into the uh, track, so I'll be able to see what the difference is, and I can just cut that out. Right, right. I'm just wondering if it... I think I took my headphones off, didn't I? You did, and then you muted yourself on both, so I think... And then we'll see how long, how far away the uh, the mic can pick up. That's spooky. Well, regardless, it'll get cut out, and the listeners can give me 100 bucks on Venmo. <laughs> or send us a hundred bucks through uh, through our listener support link, which is in the description of the podcast. Uh, maybe I'll uh, link the phone call and end this podcast yeah. early because I don't think we'll record another one after that. 
Oh gosh, <laughs> that would be terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> I won't make the phone call unless you unless you do send me a hundred dollars. If, if listeners, you send me a hundred dollars, no questions asked, I will give you the phone call. Actually, funny story about okay. So I was driving in the car the other day to a place I was going skiing, and I was listening to a podcast because my car is old, and you have to like use one of those uh, little. Like, you put it in the, the USB port, like, 9-volt thing, mm-hmm. and then it does a Bluetooth thing. And I just don't like doing that. So I just play stuff out of my phone speakers, and that works good enough. And I was also navigating. I was also using the, the GPS for, for navigating. And in the podcast I was listening to, one of the people said, I just Googled this type of cheese. And my phone picked up the okay google <laughs> and stopped my navigation to look up mozzarella cheese while i was driving Did you find i was good? like what is going on why can't my like why did my navigation stop and i and i, I totally miss it i was focused on the road i didn't really pay attention to the podcast very well i was like okay got my navigation pulled over got my navigation set up again and then was like ah. Oh, I'm bummed I missed that, like, 10 seconds of the podcast. Let me rewind. No. Rewind. And I start driving again. And then it happens again. And I'm like, what the heck just happened? Why does Google think I'm trying to talk to it right now? Google's always listening. I'm sure whoever's listening to this podcast out loud. uh, Oh, you just ruined their day. Should we just get them Uh, all? Alexa, text mom, you're hot. (laughs) No, stop. Hey, Siri, Google pictures of, hang on, no, my phone's going. I'm not going (laughs) to... See, now you're setting off your phone. Um, so I have to figure out how to turn that off or figure out uh, what's going on there. But, uh, yeah, that kind of freaks me out. <laughs> my phone does that. My phone, like, I'm not going to say it, but you say, hey, the name of the app. I don't want to make her come right now because she's not on the podcast. She's not a guest. Maybe Siri can guess another time. But you, And it's supposed to, like, recognize your voice. Obviously, that's how they all work and be like, yeah, I'm helping you. But it never fucking listens to me. I'll, like, be shouting at it across the room, and it won't listen. But I was watching a YouTube video the other day, and the guy, and it was like, seriously? He said it just like that. And lo and behold, my phone lights up, and Siri starts asking me questions, so I don't know what the deal is. They're always listening, right? Like, there's no way they're not always listening. Yeah, I don't like that. (laughs) Uh... Did you ever hear, a couple years ago, there was this glitch with Alexa's where they would just start laughing randomly? Oh, no. Like, you'd just be sitting here, and your Alexa would start, like, cackling. That's that's creepy. I feel like I'd just move. Yeah. Cause I always unplug that thing if I'm not going to use it to play music mm-hmm. or to it's listen freaky. to a podcast or something. Yeah, there's no reason for it to be on. But we just welcome them into our homes. Speaking of, well, this isn't really speaking of, I um, this may, might not be that good of a bit, but I got an email through LinkedIn yesterday. Um, Ooh. Alexis made me think of Jeff Bezos, which made me think of our other favorite um person to make fun of good old musky are you getting sent to space well i wish that would be fun no i where is it it was yesterday so sorry my email is a mess right now okay uh an opportunity to work at tesla oh wow so this person says i want to reach out to you as we are hiring for a data annotation specialist role at tesla this position is crucial to our autopilot teams and involves a high attention to detail your background looks like a great fit for it. I've never worked in data in my life. Um, <laughs> I have used computers before and edited things in like film editing 
apps. So maybe that's what they're thinking. Um, so I pulled up the, the link to see what the career was. I was curious. It would be full-time in Buffalo, and I don't want to move back to Buffalo, so I'm not going to do it. Uh, it's a good job, though. Uh, so here's, here's the role about the data in the autopilot program. Uh, label data is the critical ingredient for training deep neural networks. This is all capitalized. Deep neural network, all capitalized, so you know it's cool. DNF. Wow. Is there a copyright uh, thing at, at the end of it? No, but there might as well be. Uh, which helped drive the Tesla vehicles autonomously. In this role, you will work with a user interface to label images for cars, lanes, street signs, etc. So if I had this job, I would be responsible for inputting the data to tell a car the difference between things that it should stop at and not stop at. Which is just wow. like one wrong one or zero and this car is running people over. That's too much power. That's too much power. I will use the autopilot labeling interface to label images critical to training our deep neural networks. It's not capitalized there. So I don't know if it's like a separate neural network. Uh, <laughs> you will interact with the computer vision engineers on the autopilot team to help us improve the design of an efficient labeling interface. So it sounds just like riveting stuff. I love interfaces. Mm -hmm. uh, you will be expected to gain basic computer vision and machine learning knowledge to better understand how the labels are used by our learning algorithms as this will allow you to make judgment calls on difficult edge cases that might come up during labeling. I don't want to make judgment calls for an autonomous car. I don't want that power. On difficult edge cases. What does that mean? <laughs> what is an edge case? The whole corporate jargon on that is uh, is so soupy. I just It's so dense. I just can't even think about it. I was trying to parse through it last night over dinner like because I was intrigued, right? It's, it's like $18 an hour with like benefits and stuff, which sounds amazing. Um, I don't. I don't want to be part of the deep neural network. I don't want my brain uploaded to Elon Musk's personal computer or whatever the job involves. So I'm. I'm gonna turn yeah. it down. I don't know. I want a job title that's as simple as, uh, like, wash the floor. I don't know. It's just like that. That's. I always have that hard time. You want to be a swabby. Just describing what you want your job title to be, swabby. What you're what your job is on your resume when you have to like, uh, in like one sentence, what did I actually do at my job? <laughs> you know, uh, swapped floors. <laughs> swapped floors. It was great. I um, was trying to, I was updating my resume on LinkedIn, uh, for my, my gas station convenience store experience. Um, and trying to describe that job in any way besides punch buttons on a cash register and got annoyed at boomers was very difficult. I feel like most of your annoyance was at tweens. No, tweens were fine. It was boomers that were the worst working there. Really? Tweens and, and generally anyone under like 50 was pretty polite. Although I did get hit on by a couple people and that was not my favorite. <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah, I did. I, I got tipped $20 once though. So, you know, there were ups and downs. Wow. Some guy read the wrong number on his lottery ticket and thought he'd won a certain amount of money. And I reread it and he'd won more. And I said, hey, you won more. And he said, keep it. So I got $20. I don't know if I was legally allowed to do that. Um, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but, well, like, I gave him the money. I was like, hey, here's your $20 that, like, I forgot to give you. He's like, nah. I wasn't going to say no to $20. Wow. I don't work there anymore, so they can't come get me. I remember they had a policy there that there was only, like, two tweens allowed in the store at a time. Yeah. That Did was weird. Did you have weird. to enforce that? No. I, there were very few things that, like, were worth enforcing in that store, and that was not going to be one of them. Well, I mean, it was right across the street from the middle school mm -hmm. that we were just talking about. Like, that's why, I don't know. Everyone would go and buy their, their hot Cheetos and get... Arnold Palmers. 
Yeah, Hachi does an Arnold Palmer. The classic. I was gonna say Monster and Snickers or something, but uh, Hachi does an Arnold Palmer is actually more accurate. I think Monster and Snickers is sort of what it's evolved into. But if we're gonna be true to our childhood, you know, the 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 nectar and ambrosia of our childhood, at least of our generation, I feel like it was Hot Cheetos and Arnold Palmer's. Arnold Palmer for sure. Uh, Yeah, energy drinks, not something I'm into. Um, where was I going with that? I forget. But the two tween rule. The t- yeah. Did you, I never. You never experienced that. that? I don't know that it was no? still a thing by the time I worked there. Huh. Or if it was, sounds I didn't like pay a good policy. I wasn't. I wasn't a tween at that point. I was 19 years old. Yeah, that's true. No, I was 18. That was the first summer after college. I was still 18. I was an 18 year old getting yelled like at first by 18 year old men. That was my fir- well. It was my first like have a like timesheet job. I'd worked weird, sure. odd jobs before then. Yeah. But I never worked, like, a scheduled job. That's funny. I got my first paycheck when I was 15. I don't know how I can do that. That's, like, the normal age, right? 15 or 16? Yeah, but there's, that's, like, there's got to be, like, child labor laws that, there that are, they work around. You had to get, like, a work permit, and you can only get that at a certain age. I'm remembering it all now. It's been a while since I've, I've done, obviously, because now you just get hired because you're an adult. Or you try to get hired. I think they got, I mean, it was a summer camp, so they kind of got away with it there. Or they were like, well, it doesn't actually, but I remember getting a paycheck that had like SSI taken out of it and had like. That's at 15? Yeah. They like had a government like stamp on it. That's wild. Although I remember that paycheck, I made that whole summer, my, my last summer that I worked at summer camp. I made more money in one paycheck than I made my first summer, my whole summer, which I think is is pretty remarkable. Cause they're not gonna pay a fifteen year old kid like. No. It was like. It was like four hundred dollars or something like that. It for was the whole like summer. Yeah. Holy shit! I mean, I guess that which makes sense like, for fifteen, but that's that's nothing. I mean, that's enough to like buy an Xbox. I don't know, like that. That's right. That's like. It was also two thousand eight. Like <laughs> you know. Uh, but maybe not 2008. I don't know what year it was, but it would have been in the teens uh, at that point. It is not that much money, but also you got out of your parents' house for the whole summer. You're essentially they're essentially paying you to come to camp, right? Which you know, that's all right. Were you because you were a CIT before you were a full fledged counselor? Were you a CIT a salaried CIT? Nope. You, I was you never mentioned a CIT. being a CIT. I remember you talked about it at the at the Rusty Bridge. You said CIT. Rusty bridge. At the park. I'm not going to name anything else. The bridge we used to hang out on? Oh, that bridge. <laughs> the funny thing about that bridge is that it doesn't actually... Uh, it's 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 a bridge to nowhere. There's no land there. <laughs> There's no... That's the mystery. It used to like be... It used to go places, but the... It's, they pulled it out of the out right. of the creek, so it didn't get clogged with with debris and stuff. So there was although it still once. does, it still gets clogged with um with uh, oh it's always with clogged. trees and st- yeah with or trees. We tried to kayak out there. Oh yeah, and then you got dunked into the water. Yeah, we've talked um, about that on the podcast before. We don't need to readdress it. Actually, this last I'm gonna go on a tangent and then come back. But okay, this then last, I'm gonna do a kayak uh, tangent when you're done. If you're gonna do a kayak tangent, because I have a kayak tangent. No, it's not a kayak tangent. A it's, a, it's a rusty it's a rusty bridge oh. tan- tangent, but. So that place, yeah, we're talking about always get clogs with trees and always gets, uh, <clears throat> you know, this huge tree fell down across right where that rusty bridge is. Yes. And this this past uh, 
summer or spring when I was home during during COVID, came home from school and I was sleeping in the backyard in a tent and, you know, doing online college and then went for a run every day. And I was trying to figure out, like, I was so spoiled at the school that I went to and I had so many trails out the back door and I could hop on skis and just, like, get going and it was great. And I felt like I was imprisoned in the sidewalk and blacktop of the town that we grew up in, even though it's not that big of a town. And I wanted to get out onto the trails. So I found... Because that park has has a reciprocal park that's yeah. on the other side of the creek, but there's really no bridge to get across there. That you know, there's no way to like get across unless you want to get your feet wet. And I would run on the trails there, and then I would want to run on the trails on the other side. So I'd do is I'd use that little tree that fell across. That's smart. And and scamper across that, and then bushwhack through the through the the swamp for a half a mile to get to the the other trail network and then run that and then run up at the high school and then like come back down through the little bushwhack to uh to get back home That's so i commitment. could essentially keep keep running on trails and in the forest rather than running on pavement that was my goal is to run more of my run on on soft surfaces than on hard surfaces and i was doing that like like almost once a day i'd like scamper across this bridge and every time there'd be like I mean, this was during early stages of COVID, so people were, like, less careful, but it was also spring and summer, and people were out and kayaking on the river, hanging out at the park, and there was, like, a group of family of family that was, like, hanging out on that bridge, or, like, near that bridge there, and I just come, like, Sprinting bumbling through the woods, the like, woods. on a jog, and then, like, <laughs> oh, don't mind me, I'm just gonna climb this tree and hop out and then just disappear into the woods on the other side, and then, like, a couple hours later, like, they're still having their picnic, and I come sweatier and my legs are cut up by thorns and stuff and I just come dashing over the tree again and like almost slip and fall and I catch myself and then like come running past them again <laughs> I just think that's hilarious oh good times um, we had some but now that those were our formative years on that bridge oh, we used to yeah, ride our bikes out there stuff. didn't we we just ride our bikes out there and just sit and talk about stuff for hours whatever mostly nonsense girls, are yeah. like yeah I was gonna say girls probably mostly entirely <laughs> like 90% girls 90% girls uh 20% politics yeah um (laughs) classic teenage boys yeah that's uh yeah (laughs) anyways um why did we get there um why did we get there oh camp you were never a CIT camp no I was never a CIT I thought you were a CIT why did you think I I, no, I you mentioned it. You mentioned the word CIT once, maybe, and my brain just latched onto that and thought you were CIT. I know nothing about what I'm talking about, apparently, so just ignore me. Because I was going to no, say, that's all right. I probably the way didn't talk about I remember it. you describing CITs was like, were they were they campers the CITs? Or yeah, essentially. Because like, ours no. ours were campers. They had to like pay to come, and it was their camp week. But then they had yeah. like a, a CIT program. That's how yours is too. I didn't imagine something different. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I much. just was. I just was wrong in my head. Yeah. But after 40 episodes of this podcast, all the listeners know I've been wrong in my head for a very long time. <laughs> but no, I was never a CIT. Just jumped right into it, which was kind of unusual. I feel That's like what I did, too. Most... So I guess yeah. We're both unusual in that regard. Definitely worth it, though. I don't know if I really wanted to ever be a CIT. I think I had the maturity enough that that program wouldn't have, like, benefited me at all. I don't know. Whatever. But, uh, yeah. No, that's so funny. <laughs> we're really reminiscing on this one i'm enjoying it yeah it's a good one to reminisce on i think 40 episodes i mean that's but the the other bridge that i was talking about 
did you ever hang out with us there? What bridge? Closer to your house. The train bridge? Oh, you mean the the bridge over the creek? The bridge over that creek, close to your house. But we walked on that creek. Yeah, dude, we walked through the tunnel under the creek. And fell and through like... the ice a handful of times, if I recall correctly. You fell through the ice? Were you? I didn't, but I know people who did. There was no ice there the time we walked through it. That was like middle of summer. That tunnel. Yeah, dude. By the pizza place. By the pizza place. That tunnel. Oh, this we got to tell the story. This is not entertaining to anybody. No, we should tell the story because this is maybe it won't be as entertaining. We should tell it because it's a cool story. And then we can wrap because we've, we've hit sort of an hour 15, I think, at this point. I don't know. Can we get in trouble for this story 10 years on? No, we're adults. They can't try us for something which is children. <laughs> Double jeopardy. <laughs> I don't know if it applies in this situation. But. So, do you, we we can take turns telling it. You remember it first, so you start. Well, we'd hang out. I don't. That's why I said that bridge is not in a park. the The one that you're talking about it's is in definitely a park. A park. Yeah. It's got trails. It's got a picnic bench. Like, yes. But when you first said the bridge that we used to hang out, you were at, thinking of of the the road going over the creek. The road going right over the house. creek that's close to your house. Because we used to walk back from middle school, and hang out by that creek for like way too long and there's a little like you know embankment you can scramble down and get down to the rocks and the not anymore no they redid the whole bridge um because it was damaged i guess and they they redid the whole bank and you can't get down the way we used to i'm sure some hooligans can still get down there well yeah we we were hooligans and who took chances i'm sure there's people who were like us but yeah there were like rocks you could hop across and And sometimes the water was low enough that the concrete of the bridge like was dry like like the, or the concrete box that made up the bridge that made up the like tunnel that the water went through was dry and you could hang out under there and the cars rumbling over would would make a, a cool sound um yeah we hung out there and just like walked up and down the river that went through people's backyards and <laughs> we just, really like, did just through... invade some of people's <laughs> personal like properties yeah uh but you you could be sneaky enough and like hide below the the bank that People probably wouldn't notice you. And no one really cared. And if you think about it, we're like people in in middle school getting off of school at like 3 o'clock. Most people don't get home from work until like 5 o'clock. So we had like two hours of like sneaky time to walk around the bridge. Of hooliganry. Of hooliganry to, to walk through uh, people's backyards in the, in the creek um, to get, you know, just explore, be, be uh, children. Um, but the grand like, and, finale of this was was this tunnel, right? Yeah. Like this long – tunnel is the word to describe it. I don't, how would you describe it? It's – well, yeah, it's a tunnel. It goes under the, the south – or the, the – um, It was like several blocks that it passed under. The, it's the not main... several blocks. It's only like one block long. Okay, but that's still a lengthy tunnel. It for... felt really long because there's a turn at the end of it. Right, because it gets you out into, yeah. So you can't actually see the end of the tunnel when you start walking into it, which is the spookiest part, right? Like, you see, like, a faint glow at the end, but, like, you really can't tell that how far it goes because it turns. So, yeah, it's totally true that uh, it feels longer than it is. But I bet you, I looked it up on the map one day, and it's, it's only, It's not like, that long. It's really not that long. I guess it is, now that I think it's a block and a half, maybe, at most. Yeah. Because it crosses But it goes the under the main street, and it goes under, like... Uh, some of the other, uh, like the the yeah the major street mm-hmm. of town and the, the some businesses and stuff. And we as a group, we really wanted to do that. We wanted to go through it, but we we'd sort of been put like noticing that it was there, but we hadn't made the goal to do it. And one day, did we just decide to? Was this a pre-planned thing or was this a spur of the moment decision? No, I feel like it was a pre-planned thing 
because I remember going back to my house to get a backpack with like my flashlights. Oh shit! Yeah, we went to we went to like Value or something, too. What? To get, you I think you went to your house and we went to Value and we met up, but we went and bought flashlights too. Or maybe huh. it was Rite Aid. It was Rite Aid. It was Rite Aid. You guys went to wow, and I maybe like biked over to that, my I house grab. Yeah. Which felt like the scene from a movie. Like, like we had a lot know. of weird moments like that in our childhood of just like these over dramatic. <laughs> Coming of age scenes. Yeah, which is great. You gotta have those, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was pretty uneventful. I remember the wall; it would be, it was super slippery. Yeah, and it was in there. It was like a line of just water. Like they were, they were in escarpments. You could walk on like almost little pathways on the side, right? Am I imagining this correctly, or if I embellish? No, there's it? no pathways on the side. It, it was, was just, just a the water. It was a, it was just a big metal cylinder. With, like, the ribs in it. So, I remember, like, having oh, yeah, to right, walk right. in the ribs. And those are really hard to walk in. I don't know how we kept our feet dry. I don't think that we did. I don't think we did either. Were you the first group or the second group to go in? Because we went in in groups. One group went in and braved it. I think I was part of that group. I remember you... I remember you, like, we're all, like, waiting at the entrance of the tunnel. Like, oh, do we really want to do this? It's dark. It's... And you were like, I'm just doing it. We're just, we gotta go. Like That does sound like, just, like had the shot of bravery and then just started walking. What I remember is I went in with a couple people and we had one flashlight and the batteries were not good batteries. So the story I was told was we got in about halfway and they could see the flashlight and the flashlight died. So they watched us go into darkness with this pinpoint of light and then just vanished. (laughs) I don't remember that that happening. No. Oh. I remember that story. But, I, you know, it's been years. I also remember there was like a little... I got a manhole along the way with a little ladder, and our friend... Really? Yeah, our friend Ted, we'll call him. That was his name. His name was Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, he, he tried to climb it, but it was like, like a manhole, so he couldn't lift it. And then he, he started to climb back down, but there was this giant spider web behind him that he almost climbed into. Huh. I don't so, like, remember There were little details that, like that that like embellished the spookiness in my head. I don't remember there being a manhole. I wonder where that where that goes or it might have been like a suit or a grate of, it was a grate of some kind although i do remember hopping out on the other side so this <coughs> after it goes into the it, you know through the tunnel it then spills out into a little delta that then goes into the main the main creek um and that creek eventually goes past the park that i hop over the tree in and like it just you it's know it's all connected goes back behind my house it's just like all this this connects the whole town but um and we hop up the embankment of that behind uh, Tim Hortons. It was right behind Tim Hortons. And, and, uh, and we're kind of sneaking around that. And there's an apartment complex yes. right there. Right. And some lady was like like in the window of her apartment complex and sees like six tweens just like pop up over the embankment. Six damp of the... tweens crawling out of the <laughs> yeah. sewer. <laughs> and, and we like kind of, I remember like making eye contact with her and she's like weirded out. And then. We're like, uh, we should go. And then she like picks up her phone, and I feel like she 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 maybe have called the cops. It would like, not be the somebody. first time the cops were called on us. Or maybe that was just like in our head. Yeah. Of, like, oh, it, it oh could have been. Gosh. Like probably not. You know. But we were and like then, we were heroes in our head in everything we did. We were like this is this is the most exciting thing anyone has ever done, and we are doing it. Everything we and did. Either it was like a coincidence or like. Maybe it was her, but, like, a cop car drove past. And we were terrified, if I recall correctly. We were so scared. We are like, oh, God. Like, don't freak out. Act normal. Nobody say anything. Uh, 
let's just walk into the cemetery and like you know that walk thing through the paths in the cemetery so they can't see us as well because it, it's like a little farther away from the sidewalk. And we do that, and then we like break up for the for the evening, and you know we all get kind of like shy after that because we think that the lady called the cops on us, which probably didn't happen. Yeah. Just a cop car drove by, and we got kind of freaked out. But what an adventure um, it was! I I remember feeling so proud of myself that night. I couldn't tell my parents because yeah. they'd be pissed, but I remember texting a friend who wasn't there, like, "Guess what? I braved darkness today." How did we ever do that? Was that it had to have been during the summer? It was. It was during the summer. That was like the last summer before I went to camp, probably. Yeah, and it was that last summer, probably the end of middle school, when we were all like still friends before all the dramatic like friendship drama started. And like we were too young to have jobs. I must have been like fourteen. Like there's no way I had a because when Cause, I was fifteen, right. I worked at camp for the whole summer, and other people worked other places or went away to do this or yeah, there was drama and stuff. So like yeah, that that was the last was good that last hurrah. Thing. Yeah, it's been a long time. And we, we've got lots of stories, but we'll share them another time, uh, probably 10 episodes from now, in episode 50, <laughs> uh, when we'll hopefully have some guests on, plural. We'll see how that goes. Uh, that's 10 episodes from now, and, and, you know, historically, we take sometimes a while to get episodes out, so it might be next year. We'll see. Maybe not, though. I feel like it won't be. We've, like you said, we've been pretty consistent on these, especially record- when we recorded three this week. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> You've got a lot of editing to do. I haven't even started on any of them, so it's <laughs> we'll see. The day I sent you those two, you were like, "I'm feeling in a in a, in a productive mood. I'll get them both done today." <laughs> Didn't happen. I do. I did get the um, up to the cold open finished. That's that's when I start. So I'm behind the uh, podcast for you listeners. I whenever I get the <laughs> audio links, I drop them into GarageBand and I just edit up till the cold open. When that's done, I drop in the opening little ditty, and then that's it. That's my editing for the night. Uh, so that's all I've go. done for either of those, uh, but I will work on them. <laughs> I'm not trying to pressure you. I feel I'm I'm the one piggybacking here on your work. So. Well, I I feel the pressure because I don't want to have four to edit if we do another one. So. <laughs> well, that's good talking to you though. Uh, should we do the housekeeping? Wrap it up. Sure, you can keep the house. So we're, I'm gonna keep the house, listeners. You can follow us on Twitter at ketchupcast, spelled like the condiment, uh, or you can send us in any questions or. Uh, you know, if you have fun childhood stories or if you just want to, like, tell us something you want us to talk about. If you have really strong feelings about, like, knots, for example, email us at no, no condiments at gmail.com. Uh, I get those forwarded to my personal email, so I'll see those. Uh, you can send us a voice message or send us in some money if you're feeling generous uh, through the links in our description. Uh, and yeah, just keep, uh, keep wearing a mask, keep social distancing, get vaccinated if you can. I'm sick of this pandemic. I would like to see my friends again. I would love to record in person with Isaac again someday. So please end this pandemic. Do the right thing. Don't go out to bars, all that stuff. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. You got anything, Isaac? That's all I got.